Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. about you at home, but in here in the auditorium, we can kick and bobos a clap for the pulpit stars again. Oh, you can do better than that at home. I don't hear you. You can do better, much better for them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We have been so encouraged. What a church. Are you excited? Some of us are here for the first time in the auditorium. Are you excited to be in the auditorium? Online, they can't hear you. They are here and they are quiet. I think they are used to speaking silently inside themselves. But well, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the special time that we have been waiting for. It's time for the word. And I don't know if you don't know the Apostles' Creed, what you are going to do today. You can't hide. Online, in the house, we have our father, we have our shepherd and pastor. Stand up to your feet as we get ready to welcome him. At home, stand up in honor of the servant of God. God can see us. As we honor whom he has given us, we know that we are honoring God. Put your hands together with Jesus' joy as we welcome the son of Bishop Doug Edward Mills, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Somebody go ahead, put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. The shout on your bed doesn't work. You need to stand. Come off the bed and shout properly. Give the Lord a shout. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. What a privilege. What an honor. The opportunity to be alive and to be part of the living. We don't take for granted, Lord. We say to you be the glory and to you be the honor. For making it possible for us to be where we are. Lord, you have not finished with us. Lord, you have a reason for keeping us, Lord. If you have not found a reason to kill us, then indeed there is a reason for us to continue. Lord, thank you that even in our mistakes, Lord, you have found a reason for us to continue. This is what we lift our hands and we call on you to help us to fulfill the purpose for which, oh God, you saved us and for which you have kept us and you've protected us even in this COVID season. There is a reason for keeping us. Nobody keeps and nobody saves for nothing. There is a purpose. Let this purpose be fulfilled. Father, this morning, send forth your spirit like never before. And let your word be proclaimed. Grant us understanding, Lord. Help us. Change us by the reason of your word. And Holy Spirit of God, let your will be done. We thank you for the spirit of understanding. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. 
Hallelujah. Please be seated. And in the room also, you can sit on the sofa, not on the bed, you know. The bed is very soft. You will sink in and it will be inviting a trouble. Before you notice, you are having a dream or a vision as the preaching is going on. Hallelujah. Well, we intend to continue with our series that we are preaching about, the Apostles' Creed. Amen. That is the confession of our faith. Amen. And if you need the book that you can find it in, it's in uh, Name It, Claim It, and Take It. When you name it, you claim it, and you take it. But before you take it, you need to claim it. And you need to know what you are claiming. Amen. So as a Christian and as a believer, what is it that we are claiming? What is our, our confession? What is our procession? What are we professing? Hallelujah. So our scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23, 19 to 25. Okay, look at the 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23. Quickly and we'll continue. The Bible says, are you in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23? It talks about things that we should do as we see the return of Jesus getting closer. And among other things, one of it is to hold on to our confession or profession. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. So somebody say, I'm holding tightly. What are you holding tightly? You need to hold tightly the hope that we affirm. Our confession in the King James says, hold fast your profession or your confession. And as Christians, we've come to learn that, yes, you may be an Anglican, you may be a Methodist, you may be in the Roman Catholic Church, or you may be in, uh, what do you call it, Pentecost or Lighthouse. The body of Christ has something we believe in. Anyone who uses the Bible, if Jesus is your Lord and God the Father is your God, then there is something we believe in. Amen. Yes, you may be singing different songs. You may lead praises before the worship as you are having your service. Or you may start with the worship before the praises. Maybe you will start with offering before even you, you preach. It doesn't matter. What we believe in is the most important thing. Are you here? So as Christians, we need to know what we believe in. Amen. And it's very unfortunate it's very unfortunate for us to be in church, go about and may not even know. It's just like enrolling for a course and you don't know the course content. If you don't know the course content, when you are learning for exam, what will you learn? But if you know the course content, it will help you. So over there, the Bible says in verse number 23, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Are you there? And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another 
especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. If there are signs of the return of Jesus, it is more in our days than any other day. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the, now that we see the day approaching, there are a number of things that our Paul spoke about that when we see the day approaching, we should do. And one of it is that we should hold firm. We should hold tightly to the hope that we affirm or we should hold fast the profession of our faith or the confession of our faith. Amen. And on that note, I want us all to say together the Apostles' Creed, which is the confession of our faith or the 12 articles of the faith. Amen. Okay, so one, go. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence, he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, those of you in your rooms, you are not being monitored, so you may have to type it online for us to see that you can. Don't, don't, don't look into where you have copied it. Just type it from your head and we will see whether you know it. Hallelujah. So we have done. We also noticed that it is also called the Articles of the Faith. And it is 12 of them. Amen. The 12 Articles of the Faith. And we have done Article 1, which is God the Father Almighty. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? The maker of heaven and earth. And the article number two says, and in Jesus Christ, his, his only son, our Lord. At article number three. Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary. Okay. Article number four. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Mm-hmm. Crucified, dead, and buried. Yeah. And today we are going to do article number five. I mean, as for article number five, you can even close your eyes and say it. How many want to try the article number five? Article five. One, go. Oh, I can't hear you. Please, let's say together. One, go. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. Okay. So because we are taking it one after the other, I want you to write it this way as the title of the message. The third day, Jesus rose again from the dead. So we know we are talking about Jesus. 
How many understand what I'm talking about? So this is 2D. Last week we were doing 2C. It's still about Jesus. So, yeah. So we are talking about the fact that Jesus Christ suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. And he descended into hell. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. What is the benefit of this article in our Christian faith? What is the importance of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead? Hallelujah. Jesus, I mean, raised people from the dead. Bible says that he is the first fruits of those who are asleep in Christ. Many people have been brought to life, but only one person has resurrected. Jesus brought many people to life, but only Jesus has resurrected. That is why the Bible says he is the first fruits. Because, I mean, if we think about a people that he even brought to life in his lifetime, he brought three people. And after his life, I mean, uh, Peter brought Dorcas to life, different people. Eutychus, Paul uh, raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. But even after the three people Jesus raised from the dead, Bible says that they are not part. Jesus is the first fruit of those who have resurrected. So there is a difference between being raised from the dead and the resurrection we speak about. Are you here? Yeah, to be raised from the dead. That's why all those who were raised from the dead are dead again. You cannot resurrect and die. Because when you are brought, the resurrection brings you the glorified body. It gives you the body that is not corruptible. It gives you something that does not die. Hallelujah. Bible says that on the day that the apostles were together, Jesus did not knock, but he walked through the wall. And he stood, he did not stand, he was hanging. And he breathed on there and said, peace be unto you. May we, may we, one day we also have the resurrected body. That is what the Bible says, that, look, we shall all not die, but we shall be changed. And the trump of the archangel, in a twinkle of an eye, something will happen. And he said, and we shall be changed. If you don't change, you cannot go through this ceiling. It will break your neck. How can you be raptured when there are trusses and other things in your room? But when you are changed, Hallelujah! Oh, I don't know about you, but I feel. Listen to me. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we talk about the Father, the third day Jesus rose from the dead. He rose again from the dead. This is what gives our, our faith. Our faith, the anchor. That, this is the difference between us and any other group of uh, uh, sect that we see. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning? The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the crucial and the cardinal doctrine in the Christian faith. This is the center. You see, the Christian faith is made, the, the salvation, even the salvation of Jesus Christ, the gospel salvation is made of four different parts. The four main parts of the salvation uh, gospel is the death of Jesus, the death of Christ, the barrier of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and the manifestation of Jesus Christ. But of all the four, 
Jesus specializes all his preaching. He spent more, more time talking about the resurrection. Because that was what will make the difference in our faith and in the world. Because before Jesus, many other people have come. There were other said people believe in different things. Even before Jesus came around, we had the uh, Sadducees and we had the Pharisees. The Pharisees believed in God and believed in angels and believed in all that. But the Sadducees said that there is God all right, but there is no angels. There is no spirit. And nobody can resurrect. Are you here? But when we read the Bible, oh, thank you, Jesus. I am so happy. Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 23, verse number 6 to 8. Acts, yes. And you need to understand the importance of the resurrection. It's so important that you cannot play with it. It is the, it is the pivot. It is the essential of our faith. Hallelujah. Because if Jesus did not resurrect, then we are most to be pitied. Then we are wasting our time. Then we are doing something that, I mean... We shouldn't be doing. Are you there in Acts chapter 23? I'm reading from verse number 6. I'm trying. Bible says, But when Paul perceived as the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, and of the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am called in question. And when he had so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angels nor spirits, but Pharisees confess both. Hallelujah. So we are talking about the need for us to understand and be very strong in the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead. Because it is not only in our day that people don't believe in resurrection of the dead. In the days of Jesus, there were people set, big group. I mean, the whole Jews were divided into two main groups, two main fashions, Pharisees and the Sadducees. And one group said that there is no resurrection of the dead. There's nothing like angels and there's nothing like spirits. Hallelujah. That is why it is very essential. It is very important. Even in our days, there are sects like that. There are people don't, that they don't believe. They think that when you die, it is over. You are just like a dog or a chicken. But the Bible talks about the fact. That's why I like what Paul said. The Pharisees believed in both angels, in resurrection of the dead, and in spirits. Hallelujah. Yes, that is what we also believe in. Amen. Are you here? So, what do we learn from this uh, um, doctrine? What do we learn from the article 5? The third day, Jesus rose again from the dead. Number one, we are saying that the resurrection of Jesus is the crucial it's a crucial and, and cardinal doctrine in the Christian faith. The proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is what sets Christianity apart from all the other religions. 
Hallelujah. The proof, the proof that we have, an empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. How does it go? God sent his son. They call him Jesus. He came to. Are you helping me? My wife has my voice. (laughs) He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior. Sing it. Because he lives. Because he lives. Confess tomorrow because Christ lives. Oh, oh, fear is gone. And now I know. And now I know. Yes, I know. He holds the future in my life. And life is worth the living just. Again, because he lives. He lives. All the people in the auditorium are standing. I don't know what you are doing in your room. Oh, yes, sing it. Hallelujah. Because he lives. I said because he lives. We can face tomorrow. Because Christ lives. My Savior lives. I serve a living Savior. An an empty grave is there to prove that my Savior lives. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. But I serve a living God. I don't know about you. But my Lord and my Savior is not in a grave. I don't know about you, but there is a resurrected Savior. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. I confess to I confess tomorrow. Marco Tandota Kabarabaya. Oh yes, Lord. Fear is gone. Now I know. Yes, I know. He holds the future. life is worth the living just because he Ima mama yando tele bandoro kabria. Ima mandoro kabaya sendele bebe. Ima mama yando shando kile mahata bando. Ima mandoro ndarababariando roshibria kabando rondele mahata. Ima mama mama yando roka bayende. 
be strengthened in your faith that because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please be seated and let's continue. I feel the presence of God in this place. You cannot speak about his resurrection. He paid a price. He died. Oh, yes. Most Sunday. Everyone under the sound of my voice. Hey, you cannot remain the same. You cannot remain the same. Be healed in your body. May the resurrection power visit you. May the power of his resurrection touch your life. Be healed. Be restored. Hey, may your future be brighter. Oh, it is well with your future. It is well with your life. It is well. The proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is what set Christianity apart from all the other religions. And the validity of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is what holds the Christian faith together. Hallelujah. Without this, I'm telling you, we will not be here. And we cannot be doing some of the things that we are doing. So, this article teaches us that Jesus overcame death so that he could make us, me and you, partakers of his death and resurrection. Hallelujah. In a certain Greek language, in a certain if, if somebody says, if a pauper, if a destitute, a pauper says he will bless you with a, a, a parcel, ask what parcel is this. He doesn't have. Do you understand? Yeah. Some, some people are just like bottle. When you scratch them, nothing comes. They are like bottle. You see, so you cannot follow. You cannot use your life to follow people who cannot promise you life. They themselves are, are living in the grave. They themselves have died. They were killed by diseases that, I mean, common diseases, the flu and other uh, uh, swine uh, 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 flu has killed them. And they are promising you that they will take you where? You better follow somebody who has overcome the grave. Hallelujah. Who has overcome death? Amen. So Jesus, this article teaches us that Jesus overcame death. The last enemy of man. Death is the frontier that when doctors even reaches, they don't know what to do again. But Jesus overcame it. So we can be partakers of his death and resurrection. The next thing that this article teaches is that the, his resurrection from death is a pledge. It's a pledge to us that we too will be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Just as he was raised from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the shepherd goes before the sheep. What is good for the shepherd is good for the sheep. So if he was raised from the dead, then you can trust. Hallelujah. Then the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is what solidifies our faith and trust in the only person who has been able to overcome death. Are you here? 
Yes, in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 18. Look at it. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. This is what the Bible says. Bible says, and I read. It said, I am he that liveth. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Amen. Jesus did not only, I mean, resurrect from the dead, but he has the keys. He has the keys. Hallelujah. He has the keys. And I, I like it as we go on, if there's time. I mean, it's so amazing. You see, so when we talk about the, uh, the article 5, that on the third day, he rose again from the dead. We are not talking about just as uh, Lazarus and other people were raised from the dead. No. We are talking about something more than that. Hallelujah. Are you here? Because at a certain point in time, it wasn't about whether Jesus could raise the dead. No. It wasn't about whether he could raise the dead. Because he had done that by raising Jairus' daughter. He has done that by raising the son of the widow in name. And he has done that. He has proved that by raising Lazarus, who was dead after four days and was rotting and decomposing. So the question about whether uh, Jesus will really resurrect was not the, 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 the fact that does he have the capability even to raise the dead. That one was there. But this is what he said. He said, this instruction I have received from my father, that I have power. He said, no one takes my life from me. No one. Jesus taught one, his main teaching was about the resurrection. In, in John chapter 10, when he spoke about a good shepherd, he said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he continued to speak. And he said in verse number 17 and 18, he said, no one is going to take my life. I am going to put down my life and I will take it back. He said, this instruction, this command I have received from my father. Hallelujah. Are you here? So it's very important. Turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm trying. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'm reading from verse number 1 to 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse number 1. Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you. Unless ye have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he, was, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some are fallen asleep. 
after that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, eight. And at last of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Hallelujah. I, I like it in the other translation. So Bible says that Paul was talking, he said, look, I, am, I have delivered unto you that which also I received. And he was talking about a gospel. And he says that if you believe in what I told you, what I preached to you, then you will be saved. Because what I preached to you is what I saved me. And what I received is what I've delivered unto you. And you can see that it is in three and four different portions. He spoke about that Jesus Christ should die according to the scriptures. And he was buried. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. And not only that, but he was seen. He was seen by Peter. He was seen by uh, Cephas. And after that, more than 500 people at once at the same time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the resurrection. And not only that, but he was also seen by James and he was seen by the apostles and he was seen by Mary Magdalene and he was seen by different people and they went out fishing and he appeared unto them. We are talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This are not something that was done in a corner. This is not something that was done. That is why the Bible documents even how he was buried. Who buried him? Whose tomb? And how? That he was not buried far because, oh, the preparation of the Sabbath day was at hand. And they, it documents everything. They said, look, we are talking about the resurrection. And the resurrection, we, it's not like we went and we did not see the person we uh, took a, a certain decision that perhaps he has resurrected. They said, no, no. He was seen by people. I said he was seen by a few proofs. Over 500 people, not at different times, at once. I like it. Let's read it from, from oh, Mashando Tabakatande. This is what the Bible says. It said, This is what I preach to you. I'm talking about what we believe in. If you don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, then why are you a Christian? Because Christianity is not for what you eat and drink. It's not uh, in uh, drink. It's not in meat and drink. It's righteousness. Peace in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Le look at it in NLT. He said, let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcome it then. And you still stand firm in it. May you stand firm. May you stand firm. May you hold it firm in the name of Jesus. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message. It is this good news. Hallelujah. We are talking about what we believe in the confession of our faith. It is this good news. Hallelujah. That is why many people don't understand. You see, that's why this is documented by Paul. That's why he wrote it in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and not that, that, that God raised him from the dead. So the, the, the faith is really, Kadna is very crucial about the resurrection. 
You cannot talk about Christianity and leave the resurrection. Then what is left? Then you is left with nothing. Other people also propagate and expounded other doctrine. But there is no one who has resurrected. Not even been raised from the dead. With even the old body at least. Are you there? It is this good news. Oh, I'm enjoying myself this morning. That saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. If you continue to believe. May we continue to believe. May you not change your confession. Hold fast your profession. Hold fast your confession. Hallelujah. Hold fast. Hold fast. On the third day. On the third day. Jesus rose again from the dead. I say on the third day. Jesus rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Mashando kabando riashande. Oh yes. I told you unless of course you have believed something that was never true in the first He said unless you have believed in something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins. Just as the scripture said, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the scripture said, he was seen by Peter and then of the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time. Most of them are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, may you see him one of these days. Are you here? So this uh, resurrection is so important to the, to the extent that so the gospel of salvation is in for the main main component of the gospel is four parts the death of Christ the burial of Christ the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the manifestation that is why he took his time to manifest he was seen by Cephas uh, the head of the church he was seen by the apostles he was seen by five more than 500 people at a time different people to show his bodily in fact in one of the account in Matthew as for Mary Magdalene, it wasn't like a vision. It was like, he said, look, if you are the one who has taken my Lord, give him to me and I will, I will carry him away. It was so real. It's not, it wasn't like a vision. When, when Thomas said, unless I believe, unless I see and trust my hand into his palm, Bible said when Jesus came, it wasn't another vision. It wasn't like a dream. It wasn't like they were, no, it was literal. With the glorified body, resurrected body, he stood. He said, Thomas, here am I. Trust your finger. Trust your hand into my, my side. Then, then, Thomas now said, my Lord and my God. Hallelujah. And when you read even further, there was nothing like that that has happened in history. They knew the dead has been raised. 
apostle themselves, it took them time for them to believe. Bible says that when Mary Magdalene came and reported to them that he had seen the Lord, most people did not believe. Yeah. Most people, is, is it? because it was amazing. Are you there? I'm also amazed. I'm trying. Okay. So, we are saying that most religion in this world also have serious claim and assertions to make about life after death. Everybody, almost every religion has something to say after death. For, for instance, the Hindus and the Buddhists, they say that after death, you are going to be turned, the reincarnation is in five forms. Either you become a lesser god or you become a human being, you will come back again as a human being or as an animal or as a, a hungry ghost. <laughs> or you will be a... a <laughs> Denizen in hell. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. This is the faith of the uh, Buddhists, that you come back as a god or as a human or as an animal, maybe an ant or a dog, or you can come back as a hungry ghost. Or you can also come back, uh, you can also descend into uh, hell as a uh, diz- uh, denizen. Yeah, denizen, just like citizen. Do you understand? Citizen. But when you are a citizen of hell, you are a denizen. <laughs> you can go there as a, a denizen in, in hell. So many other people have something to say about this. Are you there? Yeah. That is why Jesus spent all his time talking and teaching so much about the resurrection. So the first one we see is in John chapter 2, verse number 19. Look at it. When they came to ask a question, they were talking to him. He told them, if you destroy this temple, he said, you can destroy this temple, but in three days I will raise it up. Is it there? And Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Hallelujah. Jesus teach. All his teaching, he taught so many things about Christianity, about how we should live our life, but most of the concentration was about the resurrection. You look through, see that everywhere he was talking about the fact that he, and many people, even apostles, couldn't believe it. In Matthew chapter 16, from verse number 23, uh, 21 to 23, Jesus said it plainly to them that he must go to Jerusalem, he will be beaten, and he will, by the, uh, he will suffer many things by the high priest and the scribes and will be killed and after the third day he will resurrect. But still, they couldn't believe it because how can these things be? Are you there in, uh, yes, 21 said, and from that time forth began Jesus to show them. You see, Matthew chapter 16, this is right after Peter saw who he was. You remember? Who do men say that I am? Some say Elijah, some say this, and Peter said, oh, you are the son of the living God. And verse number 18, he said that you also, you are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. And not, I mean, when you go down, then he began to talk about how that he is going to die. 
verse number 21. Bible says, and Jesus began to show them, show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again from the dead. Look at what Peter will say. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. 23, but he turned. This one was uh, rebuked by rebuke, fire by fire. He, he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Hallelujah. So Jesus was talking seriously about his resurrection. The, the third one you will see, or the fourth one you will see, is uh, in Luke chapter 11, verse number 29 and 30. When the people came and said, oh, give us evidence. Who are you? You are preaching. You are doing wonders and all that. What are you saying? What sign are you sh showing? And he said, the evil generation always will seek for a sign. But I'm not going to give you any sign. Are you there? In Luke chapter 11, 29 and 30. He said, evil and adulterous generation will always seek for a sign. But I'm not going to give you a sign except that which was done in the case of Jonah. Hallelujah. So, Jesus knew that he was going, is it, it was, if you look, this is one of the areas that he really spoke about. Okay, Sh should I read it for you? Okay, let's go. Luke chapter 11, verse number 29 and 30. Bible says, as the crowd pressed in on Jesus, he said, this evil generation keep, keeps asking, keep, keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. What happened to him as a sign to the people of Nineveh that God had sent him? What happened to the Son of Man? What happens to the Son of Man will be a sign to these people that he was sent by God. Amen. That Jonah was in in the bellies, in the belly of the whole, three days. Jesus said, this is the sign I'm going to. So he spoke about his death and resurrection. Then the next one is John chapter 10, verse number 11, 17 and 18. When he taught that he is the good shepherd and he gives his life for the sheep. That no one would take his life, rather he has the power to lay it down for his flock, and he has the power to take it again. Hallelujah. Yeah. And Jesus told Martha that I am the resurrection and I am the life. And he asked him, do you believe it? Martha said, yeah, I believe that someday at the end. He said, no, I am. I am not at the end. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Hallelujah. Are you there? To the extent, I'm talking about the resurrection, to the extent that when Jesus died, the, I mean, the, the chief priests and the scribes and all these people had killed him. But the, the, the concern was not that they have finished killing him. Their concern was to make sure that he does not resurrect. Yeah. So they, they came up with something called the last error. 
that we don't need to commit the last error. The last error will be that if this man resurrects, hey, then we are in trouble. Look at it in Matthew. Matthew chapter 27. I love it here. Matthew chapter 27. I'm reading from verse number 62. Matthew chapter 27. Are you there? Verse number 62. Bible says, and I read. From the King James. I don't know if you have it there. He said, now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Are you, are you here? You see, when Jesus died on the cross, even the unbelievers, the Roman soldiers who were beating him, they all repented. They said, no, this was a righteous man. And the scribes and all, they also know that, hey, they saw that, look, this was not an ordinary man. The, uh, uh, the partition in the temple, the Holy of was t- uh, turned into two. Uh, rocks uh, split. Different things happened. Darkness, the sun could not uh, hold the blood. It, darkness upon earthquake, different things. It really uh, uh, showed that he wasn't an ordinary man. And even unbelievers believed. So they themselves also knew that, look, this, we have done something wrong. And in order not for, I mean, if you've done something wrong, maybe repent. But they went to Pilate to say that, you know what, make sure that this guy is not able to come up like he predicted. He looks like he is the person he's been talking he is. <laughs> he looks like the guy, whatever he says, that is what it is. Hallelujah. He looks like, but we cannot allow this to happen. We will lose authority and people will not believe in us any longer. Then Bible says, Pilate said unto them, ye have a watch. Go your way and make it sure as ye can. So they went and made a sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Are you there? And the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for, uh, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And his countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for the fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not you, fear not ye. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen. Hallelujah. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. 
and quickly and tell his disciple that he is risen from the dead and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run and bring the disciples word. And as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and be, be and held him by the feet and worshipped him and said unto them, be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there I shall, there they shall see me. Are you there? Fantastic. Now, then it continues. So we have a clear evidence. Are you here? That shows that Jesus Christ resurrected and his resurrection was not done in corner. It was for everyone to see that this is what was done. Hallelujah. So what the chief priests and the uh, Pharisees and the scribe were doing, he said, seal the tomb. Make sure that he doesn't have any opportunity to come up so that the last error will not be worse than before. Hallelujah. And it is very important. It is very important for us to know that something that the chief priest, something that every, this has never happened before. You see, when you look at Jesus, his entry into the world, being born by a virgin Mary and his death and resurrection, it broke every known law. It is something that has not been heard of. Hallelujah. And all these things were so fantastic that people could not. So they were trying to be sure that nobody would believe Nobody will hear that this man that we crucified by mistake has resurrected, as he said, that destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. That he has the power to lay down his life and he has the power to take it. Look at what uh, Paul says over here, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is essentially different from raising, raising the dead. That Jesus fulfills the prophecy of the first fruits of those that are dead. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 51 to 54. Look at this. 1 Corinthians. Are you there? Chapter 15. Look at verse number 51 to 54. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, are you there? At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. For when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortar has, shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? Hallelujah. Look at verse number 21. Okay, from verse number 12. Look at verse number 12. Look at verse number 12. I'm, talk, I'm still talking about the resurrection, how important it is. 
to our Christian faith. Okay. It says, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and our faith also vain. Hallelujah. So in other words, the center, the centerpiece, what holds our faith together, what holds our faith together is the resurrection. He said, if Christ is not risen, if Christ did not die, and then, I mean, our preaching is vain. Then why, then it means Christ did not even die. Then why are we Christians at all? Where are we? Verse number 15. Yea, and ye are found, and we are found witnesses of God because, for, sorry, found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Hallelujah. We'll talk about this when we come to the resurrection of the body. He's saying that if the dead will not rise, then it means uh, Christ did not also rise. It's like the hope that the dead will, will rise one day. The hope that one day we will also be resurrected from the dead is the fact that Christ himself has resurrected. Hallelujah. Verse number 17, and if Christ be raised, your faith, sorry, if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. In other words, if Christ is not raised, then whatever forgiveness of sin we have believed, it, is, it means it is not true. Because it is through his death and resurrection that we have the forgiveness. Are you there? Then they also which are, are fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Hallelujah! But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Amen. Yes, this is what I spoke about. That there have been people who have been brought back from the dead. But they did not resurrect because Christ is the first fruit. He's the first person to have the glorified body. He's the first person to have the body that is not corruptible. The body that cannot die. Hallelujah. The body that is immortal. That's what we read, we read over there. He said the, the, the corruptible must put on incorruption and mortality should put on immortality. So that the saying will be brought to pass, that which is said. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death. So a time will come that you, you won't die any longer. Ha, I'm looking forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. One day a brother told me his father is very much afraid of death. He's growing. If you see the way the father is behaving, he doesn't think that he wants to die. <laughs> 21. For sins by one man, death. Okay, sins by... Man came dead, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Are you there? But every man is in his own order, Christ the first fruit. Afterward, they that 
are in Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end. Hallelujah. He's even talking about how the resurrection will be. He said Christ is the first. There's order. Then those that are dead. If you read in First Thessalonians chapter, I believe, uh, 4, 13, it talks about it. It said, I show you a mystery. Those who are at the rapture, he said, those who are alive and remain will not prevent those who are dead. For the dead shall be first, caught up. Mm? They will be raised first to be with the Lord. Then those of us who are alive will also be able to join. Hallelujah. Let's take it from the uh, NLT. I like it from the NLT. We'll read quickly, then we'll be out of here. Our time is almost up. I'm reading from verse number 12. Look at this. It said, but tell me this. Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there, is no, there, will, be no, there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless. And our faith is useless. And we, and we apostles, would who, who all be lying about God. For we have said that God raised Christ from the, from the grave. But that can be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if the, there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. And you are still guilty of your sins. And in that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in this world. But in fact, tell somebody, in fact. But in fact, I, you see, I like it. The fact introduced the contra idea. I said, but in fact, this is the truth. But in fact, Christ has, uh, has been raised from the dead. He is the first of the great harvest of all who have died. Hallelujah. So, you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When we get to the resurrection of the dead, the Bible says that not only Jesus resurrected after him, okay, when he resurrected, there were holy men who have died. They also came out of the grave. They came. Yeah, they came out of the grave, and those people did not stay. They came out of the grave, went to the city, showed themselves to their parents, and continued. Hallelujah! My, my, my. Oh, I love it too. Wow, I love it too. Wow. Now the resurrection from the dead has begun through one man. It has already begun. I say it has already begun. Yeah, because when I had to, I mean, how has it begun? Then the Lord showed me that. He said, after him, he was the first, but there were other holy people that came out of their grave, went and showed themselves in the city. Hallelujah. Then continued. My God, it is better than we first thought. 
I said, it is better than we first thought. Some people have already tasted of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I, I am so happy. Verse number 22. Just as everyone dies, because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Hallelujah. New life in Christ Jesus. New life in Christ Jesus. But there is an order to the resurrection. There is an order to this resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. Hallelujah. Are you there? Okay. Then after this, the end will come. Oh, may your faith in the Lord Jesus. We are talking about the confession of our faith. Hallelujah. Bible says that if Christ did not resurrect, then we will be the most men to be pitied. We will be so miserable in this world. Some of us, we have kept ourselves. You have given often. You have been praying, fasting. It is waited. There is a resurrection. Hallelujah. Yeah, Bible said one of the things we will do is the judgment. Yeah, that he will come and judge the quick and the dead. That is whatever you are doing in your body. Whatever you are doing, there is a time that we are going to give account. Even the things that we have said, there will be a time. You think that you are going to commit suicide and it is over. You are joking. There is a reason. You see, if you believe in the resurrection of the dead, suicide will not be any, uh, what, an option. It will not be an option at all. Hallelujah. You rather believe in doing the things that will let you be in the right place. Hallelujah. Oh, may your faith in the resurrected, the living Christ, cause you to obtain and to have victories that you have been praying for. In the name of Jesus, may our faith not fail. May this faith in us cause us, oh yes, to labor even more abundantly. Knowing that just as Jesus did not stay in the grave, just as the grave could not hold him captive, so will me and you at a point either we'll be raptured or we'll also be raised by Jesus Christ at his coming. May this faith in us cause us to look forward to the coming of Christ. Bible says, and anyone who has this faith in him purifies himself. May you be purified. May you become holy and righteous and prepare yourself oh, for the coming of the Lord Jesus or to be raised again when we die in this, in this life. Bible said there is an order. First, Christ must be raised again. Then second, those that die in Christ. Hallelujah. Whether we are alive or dead, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Romans, Bible says whether we are alive or dead, we, we live unto him and we die unto him. May this be our confession. May this be your faith. May your faith be strengthened and be grounded in the fact that the resurrected, the living God that you serve, oh yes, will also come on your behalf and he will do even as his word says in the mighty name of Jesus. May the power of his resurrection be in our lives. May the power of his resurrection, anything that is dead, if a whole dead can be brought back to life, I don't know the dreams that are dying. May God bring you to life. Whatever is not working, your kidney, your lungs, your liver, your heart, whatever problem you have, 
Oh, yes, even if you, it's a tumor in your brain, may there be a brain transplant in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may the resurrected power of Jesus Christ rest on us. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Lord. All right. Well, before we go, I want to pray uh, with you. Maybe you chance upon this um, on Facebook and you stay with us. I want us to pray. You want to dedicate your life to Jesus. Or you've been a Christian all this while, but you did not know that, that we believe in this. This is one of the things we believe in. The fifth article of the faith. Yes, that on the third day, Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. Close your eyes with me wherever you are. And let's pray together. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. You died for me. You died for my sins according to the scriptures. And you rose again on the third day. I believe in you. You are the son of God. The only begotten son of God. I receive you into my heart as the Lord, the master and the savior over my soul. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I belong to you. From today, I am yours. Please help me with your spirit to know you more and more and to walk with you from now and forever in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, take over my life. Take over my life and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, I thank you for all those who have received you and rededicated their life this afternoon. I pray with them and I pray for them. That the grace of God that brings salvation will be our portion. That you will guide us through to the very end. Let your power keep us. Let your word direct us. And let your presence influence us into the things that you have us to do. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.